Riff Raff Revolution, Riff Raff Revolution, Riff Raff Revolution, Riff Raff Revolution, Riff Raff Revolution. Hello, this is Riff Raff Revolution, a podcast about real stories about real struggles from real underrepresented comedians. Really? I'm Perry, a theater teacher, a comedy writer, a director, and performer. And I'm Laura. Um, I'm also a performer and comedy writer here in Chicago. And today we're talking with Michael Van Pham. Uh, he's a actor, improviser, rapper, everything, really. A couple of things. Yeah. <laughs> what yeah. else? <laughs> the manager of uh, that was uh, it. the all-Asian uh, improv troupe Club Asia. Yeah, Club yeah. Asia. Welcome. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you guys for having me. Yeah, it's great to have you on. Yeah. Um, we wanted to just start by asking like how um, what your first exposure to comedy was or how you got started in comedy. Uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, when I moved here, I had like no friends. <laughs> <laughs> um, and my roommate... Oh, I know. Okay, so here's... It's like a football-related story, but it also ties in improv, so... <laughs> Uh, I went to see a comedy show, a student comedy show, because my roommate worked at Trader Joe's and was friends with a guy who was in Second City. And so he was finishing up his, I, don't know, it was, I think it was either directing or acting, whatever it was. He was in it. Show was solid. Uh, we went to go drink with them afterwards. And there was like, you know, a little scroll bar on ESPN when it's like, such and such just happened with this team and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. and like the Carolina Panthers scrolled by and I was standing right next to the guy whose show it was and I was like oh man I love Carolina Panthers I can't wait for them to come back like not just just like talking to myself and he turns and he's like oh, did you just say Carolina Panthers <laughs> and I was like uh y- 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 yes and he's like we're gonna be best friends we're gonna be best friends uh, I'm the only person from North Carolina that I know and then I met a bunch of people from North Carolina here and I was like uh Okay, I'm from Tennessee. I just, <laughs> just happen to like this team. But sure. Um, it's a completely different state. <laughs> yeah, right next to the they, they border. So, you know. Uh, so, I, yeah, I went and hung out with them a lot. And then through that, went to a bunch of his shows. And then eventually I was like, I could probably do that. So then I took classes. And now I'm here. And now I'm doing a podcast. Here yes. you are today. Yes. I'm on a podcast, baby. <laughs> How long ago, or when did you move here? I moved here in 2013. Uh, but I didn't start comedy until like two years ago. Mm. Um, mostly because I am too lazy to like constantly write raps. And improvising <laughs> is like, it's so easy. I just have to show up and like make up bullshit for like an hour. And then, <laughs> sorry, sorry for every struggling improviser out there. It's not, it's not that easy, I swear. I have <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, but you know what I mean? Like, I don't have to write shit down. I have to, like, think, like, sit at my desk and be like, oh, I hope this rhymes well. (laughs) Improvising is way easier. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Just go along with it. (laughs) Just do shit. Just do shit. It's fine. Agree with everything. (laughs) (laughs) Just do shit. It's fine. Uh, yeah. Cool. And I got sick of just, like, playing video games all the time because that was my other hobby. And it's, like, not as fun to tell people about. (laughs) And they're like, oh, you work and then you go home and do i know i was i was talking about <laughs> jacob is taking photos uh in a nintendo 64 t-shirt uh of me while i shit on video games yeah. right now so that's okay. i play a shit ton of rocket league so also i don't know if this is a pg podcast so i just keep cursing it's okay. swear as much as you want to. all right cool <laughs> book <laughs> cool um when did you so tell us a little bit about your rap career <laughs> it's uh, non-existent uh, <laughs> um i just like to fuck around with rap um but it's uh how do you say i don't know i i think asians operate in a very delicate space with rap um so shout out 88 rising and like all of these like asian um, artists that are getting major play these days uh i'm gonna go through the ones that i know uh, there's only like five uh dumbfounded is dope uh, Rich Brian, thank you for changing your name. Um, it was really problematic. I'm I'm not gonna say it. Y'all can look it up. Rich Brian, uh, hmm. yeah. Uh, <coughs> Joji is cool, and they have a song called Midsummer Madness. So I'm gonna plug that. Not because I know any of them. <laughs> it's just a dope song that people need to listen to. Oh, and Higher Brothers are like a Chinese trap rap trio. 
They're dope. I'm learning so much already. And we just I know. started talking. So yeah. Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> we out here. There's a Netflix documentary called Bad Rap, and it's all about Asian rappers. What? Oh, Aquafina, the most I famous of all of us. I that was just an improv game. Uh, no. <laughs> Some of us do this for a living. Not me. <laughs> That's cool. We learned so much from our guests. Oh, yeah, so I'm great. out here. I'm educating. <laughs> Thank you for bringing facts in. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. Cool. Um, neat. You, so, is that just another side hobby that you do? When did you get started in that? Uh, I started like taking it serious senior year of college, and I realized that like I didn't have that much to write about in terms of like. I mean, I, I think everyone has, like, you can, like, write about your life, and that should be enough, but, like, I felt, like, at the time that I didn't have enough life experience, hmm. and now that I do, uh, it's weird. It kind of feels like the moment has passed me by, um, so I listen to a lot of, like, younger rappers just to make myself feel young, you know, <laughs> and, like, it's like, I can still do it. It's okay. I can still do it. <laughs> There's so, still time. There's, there, for there's always everything. time. It's never too late. Yeah. Uh, shout out to my, what is it? Um, Chicago, what is it? Chicago Sports and Social uh, basketball team. Never too late. It's never too late. <laughs> Follow your dreams. I was never going to be an NBA player, so, you know. <laughs> just a, just a, throwing that out there. <laughs> cool. Uh, well, when did you, um, with co- going back to comedy, sorry. Side note about rap. I was just interested. Midsummer um, Madness. <laughs> um, when did when did you feel like you were getting more serious about comedy and um, looking at it maybe um, more in that light, if ever? <laughs> I I I like going with the flow a lot, which is like really nice for improv. Uh, but I think you start to realize once you're on like five different improv teams that none of this is like helping you further yourself as a like a career like moving towards like something that you can say that like this is my body of work you know if you are just kind of like uh i was on a co-op team and then i played at the playground and then i had like two shows here and there and but like they're like what have you written what have you like what have you produced what like what have you done so i think that was when i realized that like there is some level of like seriousness in comedy or like I don't know someone mentioned someone called it like the business side of comedy which I I don't even know because like I'm no one's getting money right <laughs> I mean maybe some people are Kevin Hart let me know <laughs> or Hannibal Burris I like Hannibal Burris better <laughs> so, <laughs> so what's up Hannibal hey. <laughs> um, yeah I think I think when I realized that like I would have to develop a body of work that mm. could speak for itself um, and kind of like get your name out there outside of an ensemble. Not that playing an ensemble isn't great. You can be like an amazing ensemble player, but everyone I think eventually has to make a name for themselves if they want to, I don't know, like grow as an artist, right? Mm-hmm. Like you kind of have to. Like, Is that when you started doing stand up or? Yeah, yeah. I, uh, yeah, I met these people doing stand up. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I was just like, I, I think stand up's amazing form. Um, it's really cool to have a captive audience that you get to play with their emotions and like do highs and lows and it's kind of like I don't know whatever you want to say it's like it's amazing <laughs> like for five minutes it's like whatever I want to say alright cool um, oh yes yes microphone adjustment <laughs> uh, I'm very in the postmodern school of podcasting I like to talk about the room um, this wallpaper is amazing <laughs> And uh, I love the teal. It's very navy, navy like. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else is in mm-hmm. this room? Um, I don't know if that window's painted shut. It might look like it's painted it shut. It could be. Um, it's like it looks like my apartment, and I can't open my windows. So. Oh no. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Paint a picture for our <laughs> listeners. Yeah. yeah. Um, the the lights above mm-hmm. us are dope. They're like they look like pool lights. You know, the like green pool lights with the circular. Like if you hit it with a pool stick, it would totally shatter. But they're white <laughs> and also very navy like. I'm, I feel like this is if if the Titanic had a podcast room. This is what we would. <laughs> yes, we would I could in, see that. Know? I could see that. So like, if we were on the Titanic. I'd definitely be wearing a hat right now. <laughs> <laughs> Where's your hat? <laughs> I know. I left it. Gosh. at home. I thought it was gonna rain. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. 
Sorry, I'm, I got such a lot of time. Okay. <laughs> it is. We it's are a great room. About the, like, building a body of work. Oh, building a body of work. On the Titanic. Yes. Perfect. <laughs> if you were a performer on the Titanic. <laughs> so I take it you're no longer on five improv teams. No, I, I've cut it down. Um, I, yeah, my, I don't have a motto, but my, my thought process as of late is to do less, but do it better. Um, mm-hmm. so I think just because I, I want to, I value like time spent with like family and friends and like video games. <laughs> <laughs> I really More love rocking. video games, but not all the time video games. <laughs> yeah, just a little bit, just enough, just enough to like for relief. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It is also, I like, uh, I have a really close knit friend group that we all like every night we'll hop on Xbox Live and, like, check in with each other, at least. Like, these are my friends that live, like, all across the country. That's but, like, cool. someone's always on. So, like, it's nice. It's, like, you could go to a bar here or you could get on Xbox Live. <laughs> check in with your buddy from D.C. or Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. So, um, yeah, nice. like, any, like, social media connection and things like that, except it's... Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Maybe. they're real friends. They're... Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know that. <laughs> I understand they're, they're real people. <laughs> oh, they're real. Okay. No, yeah, no, I'm, I'm not, not, like, not like they're, yeah. I mean, I mean, like, I didn't just but meet people But they're robots. <laughs> Hi. Hey, Google. What are you doing tonight? <laughs> um, I do have a friend who's met people through, I don't know, whatever game he plays. And they've met in person also, but anyway. You met Jacob through Twitter. That's true. Ooh, That's basically that's a video game, kind of. Who slid into whose DMs? <laughs> what? what? <laughs> Tell no us one. about Club Asia. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us. Uh, Club Asia. Club Asia was formed. We'll have our one-year anniversary on Ooh. September 6th of this year. Uh, very excited about that. Um, and we'll have a show, some form of show, and or giant ass party to commemorate that because it's dope. Please um, invite us. Yeah. Yes. We'll everyone here is invited. <laughs> um, we, we were assembled, um, like Avengers style, <laughs> um, from the Chicago diverse comedy community. So shout out to that group. Uh, I love that group so much. Uh, shout out to Zach Stevens, who is the creator of it, um, who, is just like fucking a genius and he was like i want to give all these resources and access to people of color and um people differently abled people lgbtqia uh, basically anyone who's represented in the chicago comedy community i want to give them i don't know hope <laughs> <laughs> um and then he was like what's what if we form teams for like a one-off show that just proved that we could get you know 60 people to be on stage and also 60 people in the audience. Um, so we sold it out, I'm pretty sure. Um, and we were randomly assembled from literally everyone put in their name. And uh, he had coaches, uh, women of color coaches, that uh, all chose their their team. Um, so shout out Saliha, uh, who is a L.A. comedian now. She was living here um, and then moved to L.A. But she is a very talented black woman. And her thought was, give me all the Asians. <laughs> I was like, yes, thank you. That's true intersectionality. Um, and so, yeah. Uh, yeah, so she took all the Asians and I think three Latinos. But then all the Latinos ended up dropping out. So we became Club Asia. Uh, yeah. So we were assembled. And it's been, it's been really fun. It's been really nice having uh, a comedy family um, and working and growing with people. Um, yeah, it's, it's been super fun. It's been a lot of work and I think that really opened my mind as to how, how hard it is to one, assemble a team to keep a team together, three, promote, and then four, most importantly, is just like still figure out how to have a lot of fun with it. Mm-hmm. Cause I feel like a lot of teams get really serious and I like, I don't, I don't want that. You know, I was like, I don't. I don't need to be like yelling at people about like, why aren't you coming to rehearsal? You Do you guys I mean? have a coach right now? Uh, we had a coach with Saliha, but she moved to LA. So we're coachless. Uh, so if you want to coach us and uh, you are as 
willing to coach once a month or like never, <laughs> uh, let us know. We'll keep you on the list. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, we, we haven't really like figured that whole part out because everyone's so talented and so busy. Um, so, uh, I'll, I'll just name them. Um, <laughs> shout out Masood. Uh, he, you can catch him, uh, Saturdays at second city. Uh, Claudia, wait, no, sorry. Claudia's not on my team. <laughs> I met Clarissa, <laughs> but, uh, shout out Claudia too. Uh, she's on Miss Southfire and Thursday Friday. She's great. <laughs> uh, I met Clarissa. I, Cause I saw Claudia last night. Clarissa, <laughs> uh, Clarissa, she's very pregnant. It was awesome. Um, we gave her a little gift. It was the Darth Vader and Sons. Um, it both. was very cute. I was there. Aww. Yeah, she yeah. was there. Yeah, shout out to coming to our show. Uh, James, uh, shout out him. He's very talented, and he's in a play. And Pearl's also in a play. She's in a kids play. Um, Becca is everywhere, literally everywhere. Very talented. MD, get her. Joanna is also everywhere she's in huggable riot i think that's i'm so sorry if i forgot any of my <laughs> cast members you're the one who chose to <laughs> name i know I, I was like oh shit <laughs> no i think to name i think them. that was everyone and i'm so sorry if <laughs> I you. oh my goodness <laughs> i think i did it i honestly think i did it all right anyway it's dope i um it makes me it's something that makes me very happy uh, and something that I happily give my time towards. So, yeah, come see us. We're dope. Do you have a regular theater or a time slot? Uh, we had a monthly run at The Crowd, which will be ending next month, uh, July 14th. Please come. It'll be Watching Movies with the Whites Off Part 4. It'll be the start of a trilogy that you never asked for. <laughs> a new trilogy. It's like... The Force Awakens. Um, so hopefully it'll be as good because I really like that movie. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, uh, we have all of these posters that started, I think it started like three months ago or something like that, where we just like Photoshop um, all of our players onto white people in posters. And that mm -hmm. was really fun. Um, <laughs> It's it kind of just going off of that. I think we mentioned uh, it on Saturday. Mm -hmm. um, the starring John Cho movement, which is really cool, um, where they just photoshopped really well John Cho into literally every leading man part, and then Constance Wu into every leading woman part. Really cool. Mm -hmm. um, I use Snapchat. It is not as good. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have Photoshop. <laughs> so still gets the point across. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. Um, well. On um, your Facebook, yeah, on Facebook, it mm -hmm. says um, in your description um, that that the comedians in your group are bringing together a new movement in Chicago entertainment. Ooh. Can you say what kind of, like, what the vision of your group mm -hmm. is or, like, what you envision that new movement being? Yeah, um, <clears throat> I just really like that phrase it's really great that's a great description yeah. we can steal it for quick people <laughs> new movements everywhere Just new movements uh, it's a rap term because it's like yo it's the movement it's the movement it's the movement um, so yeah so now we have to back it up uh i think that what makes us different is i think we have just such a, a loose collective of people that are united in the the idea of like bringing forward um, Asian comedy and it doesn't have to be necessarily that like everything that we do is about Asians or that we you know like we do Asian specific comedy tailored to Asians but it's just that like through our collective talent our our knowledge base we'll be able to give something that hasn't been present in the Chicago comedy space um, and that's not to say that that like people haven't done it before. Um, but I like to think that we're working towards doing it better. <laughs> and I don't know, like, I don't know how, but we're, <laughs> we'll figure it out. We'll do it. Um, yeah. And I think, yeah, I just think it's cool. I think like there's a certain level of like youthful energy, um, to our team. Cause we're so young. Like 
just the team itself is is so young and we can we can absorb like I don't know the knowledge of our ancestors <laughs> I don't know the people who have come before us and and a lot of doors have been opened and there's a lot of room for like there's a lot of, of paths and, and that that are open now for Asians that haven't been before you know mm-hmm. um so like I I kind of want to just like cast out into the universe like all the possible ways that Club Asia can do that, you know, and then I can do that. So, um, yeah, that, I don't know. Is that, is that a good definition for new movement? Sure. Yeah. Tight. <laughs> made it. Answered it. <laughs> when we talked to Silly Point, they were telling us that they were still experimenting with, um, the form. Oh, their form. The style. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a performance. Do you, do you feel you're subtle? No, yeah, no, we made, okay, so uh, for watching movies with the whites off, we, obviously it's like a movie kind of deal, um, and so we just came together over a night and we were like, what does this form want? Like, what do we want to do in this form? And that's how we came up with the idea of like fake movie trailers and then um, asking an audience like what their favorite genre and what their movie is and then improvising off that. Um, I like to be very fluid in terms of, taking and and building on forms um i had never done blind line in a show before and blind line is i don't know i'm i don't know if everyone that listens to this podcast knows what blind line is but i'll explain it might not yeah. all right cool uh blind line is when you have scraps of paper that have things that you uh are required to say um by picking them up out of like a bucket or a hat or whatever um so it's very it's like a short form game whose line is it anyway kind of style um and it's fun. It's just like, I think it, it moves, it moves along, which is nice. Um, because I, I appreciate and I love long form and I'm a hundred percent a long form improviser, but man, there's something refreshing about just like being wacky and, <laughs> and then it's done in like 15 seconds, you know, I'm like that's cool. Um, so we, we brainstormed that, uh, and thought that was perfect for a movie trailer because, you know, for a movie trailer, you want to see a hit. You don't want to see like here's three minutes of like what the hell was that trailer? Why <laughs> like why am I interested in that movie? Uh, you know like I don't know unless you're Daniel Day Lewis and you really like tailoring. I don't like you know. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So a form a form is a way. Yeah, for sure that that we can we can bring a new movement. Um, I I like to think that. Uh, we could do music, we could do spoken word, we can do rap, like Preach obviously runs the gamut on spoken word, shout out to them. Um, but yeah, I mean like, you know, spoken words for everybody, you know. Uh, you know, uh, Masood is, would be my rap partner, I would say. I don't know, I don't even know if he actually raps. <laughs> but I'll make him, no, he makes beats. He's a good, he makes beats. Um, but Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's whatever we want it to be. God damn. <laughs> uh. That's good. Yeah. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, and you guys are like less than a year old, right? Yeah. So, yeah, you probably are still feeling that out. Yeah. Out Did it take time to build chemistry within the group? Because as you said that you guys were assembled. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. Um, it's it's definitely uh, work in order to to keep everyone active and together. Um, I feel like I have a lot of one-on-one dinners. I think I have more one-on-one dinners than anyone else, like mm-hmm. in comedy space. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> it's, but it's just like it's just like hi. I, I need to talk to you because you know uh, I need to know what you're doing and I need to you know like check in. It's like a I don't know. Uh, it's not exactly like uh, hurting or corralling people, but yeah. It, it, it's just like a, a check-in, you know? Um, and then on top of that, you have to have, you know, like family gatherings, parties, that kind of stuff. Um, so yeah, I, it's definitely, uh, as, as a random assortment of people who had no knowledge of each other <laughs> a year ago, uh, I think it, it's been really nice, you know? So yeah, more parties to come. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's like an element that, people don't realize the human element, the building connections outside of, you know, rehearsal. Yeah. And then yes. performance. And- yeah. I, I mean, I, rehearsals are fine, but yeah, I think, so 
here's a secret that I learned from the crowd and a couple other people. Um, the crowd has a requirement for their new co-op teams, which I think is fucking brilliant. Um, they're like, we'll have weekly rehearsals, and then once a month, one of those rehearsals will be literally just a hangout and connect and chill. And that's like, ah, oh, that's so smart. I'm like, mm, oh, bueno, <laughs> write that, write that into your fucking existence, you know? Like, yeah, uh, cause yeah, you gotta hang out. You gotta not like, you know, everyone's like, don't judge your scene partner, don't judge your people, but you know, you do. Like, you're just like, yo, you know, that wasn't your greatest work, <laughs> but you know, but yeah, you know. But, like, if you hang out with each other outside of that, then it becomes easier to let that shit go. But if you only, like, see your teammate, like, I don't know, once in a blue moon, and then, you know, it's like, if everyone has a bad show, and it's like, well, why do we have a bad show? It's like, well, I haven't seen, I haven't played with this person in a long time. I haven't played with this person in a long time. It's like, well, if you guys hang out with each other, it's much less likely to happen, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. yeah. So, be family. Build families. <laughs> That's nice to always make room for that. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Um, well, okay, I don't, can you ask these questions? Because I don't know much about CDCC. (laughs) (laughs) Perry is white. (laughs) (laughs) I don't mind, really. (laughs) Um, well, I haven't been in the CDCC that long either. Mm. Um, but I did see that you're one of the people in charge of the mentorship program. Oh, yeah. And I wanted to ask you about that. And Yeah. Yeah. Um, please sign up mm-hmm. for the CDCC mentorship program. Um, it's an amazing idea, and I'm so happy to help um, link people together. It's, it's really cool to see how much it's grown. Uh, so b- the basic gist of it is you sign up, you give your – name, your email, what you're interested in, whether you want to be a mentor or a mentee. Uh, ideally, we want you to have a little bit of experience if you're a mentor. <laughs> like maybe mm-hmm. finish like a, a program or something. You know, just be in the scene for a little while. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but, you know, I mean, if you've done it for like five years and you moved from Miami, yes, obviously, just be a mentor. Don't like I'm not no one's requiring you to like pay money to a Chicago theater in order to be a mentor for a free program. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just have some experience. <laughs> um, but yeah, you can sign up to be a mentor or a mentee and it's super chill, relax. I just link someone who's looking to be a mentor and someone who's looking to be a mentee. You guys get coffee, you go to a show, you eat dinner, you drink water on the street. I don't know. Whatever you want to do. Like you, it was like I have five minutes in between, like shifts. You can come talk to me on Wacker. I don't know. It's like you're super busy. You know, I don't. I don't know who works on Wacker. <laughs> Whatever you do on Wacker, if you're super busy and you only have five minutes, do that. <laughs> these suggestions you give to your uh, people in the mentorship. <laughs> no, no. Um, be a better mentor than that. <laughs> I will kick you out if you're that kind of mentor. No, but it's it's low it's low key. It's low stakes. It's just someone. It's nice to have someone to talk to you, you know. Um, and I was uh, lucky enough to be a mentor. Uh, shout out to my mentee. I'm just good. This is like all shout outs, all <laughs> shout outs all day. Uh, shout out to Simon. Uh, I love you. And uh, yeah, uh, Viet Pride. Yeah, Viet Love. Um, <laughs> uh, it was cool. Yeah, it's just nice. Like. Uh, it's nice being a mentor and it's nice, it's nice being a part of a, of a program that, that is linking people. And I've seen people, um, that have built such strong connections and relationships with each other simply by the fact that they got paired together and they clicked and they, you know, like one has knowledge that the other one seeks, but also like, it's refreshing to have a person that feels what you have felt, you know, and Mm -hmm. like can relate and, can guide you on whatever you may need. And if they don't, I'm sure they would happily refer you to someone who can, which is nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like being a nice mentor. <laughs> you know, awesome. Be a nice mentor. <laughs> How did that program all get started? Um, Zach Stevens. Mm-hmm. He just fucking does everything. Brilliant. It's crazy. It's like uh, all the initiatives that they have created over the last year and a half i mean this this community is very young the cdcc thing and it's it's amazing how much disruption uh has occurred 
because I will say that like, like my first year of improv was fun, uh, but very white. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why I signed because I literally I was like, I looked at it, all of my friends and it was like, everyone's white and Jewish. Um, <laughs> I would like to, you know, hang out with some of my own people or talk to more people of color, hang out with more people of color. Cause I grew up in Memphis, which is a majority black city. And, um, you know, all my friends growing up were black and one Mormon kid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, black Asian and one Mormon. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, I, I was just missing that in my life since I moved here because, you know, it's, it's whatever the first friend group you latch onto is in, in your city is usually the one that you grow and develop with. Um, and while it is nice and I still talk to every one of them, um, I knew that I needed like my family as well in Chicago. And for some reason I thought that I would find that somehow in improv. Um, and until the CDC came about, it was really hard to find um, other minorities. Uh, I remember every single time that a new class, a new term would start, I would walk in and I'd be like, where's the other one? <laughs> 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 I would find them and we would be best friends. <laughs> I was like, I need this. I need this. Um, so, yeah. Shout out Ernest. That was level, that was level one, baby. <laughs> I love shout outs. It's all shout outs all day. Uh, who else? Uh, and shout out Lewis. Shout out Lou. Level three, baby. Um, and then CDCC came about and it became so much easier to connect with literally every single person of color um and it's so nice and so refreshing and the community is so supportive you know i i can't tell you how many shows um that i've gone to in the past year year and a half that have been all poc or 75 percent poc compared to when i was first starting out which was like five straight white dudes which is like all right we got a lot of dick jokes tonight. Hmm. Cool. So. Yeah, I noticed that because um, I first saw the posts from Silly Point Sundays on uh, the CDCC page. Mm -hmm. And so when I went um, like a month or so ago, it's like it's such a small space and it wasn't a large audience, but I could just feel the difference in the energy. Yeah. And I think that's partially it's like. I think there was one white person in the audience. Yeah, like, yeah this feels different. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because I, you know, I, I think, uh, not to get like too deep or anything, but um, one of my favorite, like deep. <laughs> uh, one of my favorite proverbs, it's like a Japanese proverb, and I'm sure I found it somewhere on like a Google form or search or something. Um, it's like, you are who you're in the room with, uh, which is really cool and i think what i thought about before code switching became such a huge part of the accepted community um, because i think a lot of us grew up code switching constantly um and i mean i know i know i, I flip in and out of everything um just because it's easy uh and it's natural for me um and I, I can tell as soon as I start talking about code switching that i'm also code switching as well <laughs> so uh yeah it i think it's I think it's cool because uh, I think the CDCC and the people in it are so accepting and understanding of what it takes to be a minority in America. So, you know, if you come in with a white voice or if you come in with a black voice or if you come in with like an immigrant voice or whatever it is that you are working with. And if you're Asian, you're probably coming in with one of the one of the two major, you know, cause it's like, what is an Asian voice in America? Like you don't, there's no distinct, like no one's trying to cop our dialect. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, unless they're trying to make fun of it, which is like, fuck you. <laughs> uh, um, so I know y'all see that. I think it's the Muni, uh, posted something today. It was like, uh, it's a theater in St. Louis and there was a white actress that was like 
make up and then in yellow face and Thai costume and like terrible accent and they staged a protest and like booed the shit out of her and she walked off stage and I was like fuck yeah <laughs> boo them all all the time take over every theater that has yellow face ever and boo the shit out of it hell yeah, yeah. Um, is that still happening yeah it's it cause people be. are dumb yeah yeah. <laughs> That's amazing, though, um, that you have observed how much it's changed just in a year, which, uh, like, I wasn't, like, as involved in the comedy community, like, a year ago, but, mm. like, I've kind of felt like things have been, like, changing at a rapid rate, which is really cool. Um, yeah, it's neat to see how things can change. And, and just that, like, having CDCC as a community can like help bring people together so much, which is neat. Yeah, it's dope. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> well, we talked to Neftali Morales. He was mm-hmm. also talking oh, about Neff, the group yeah. and about how everyone goes to everyone else's yeah. shows and how everyone is so supportive. And I'm like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> it's nice. It really is like I've never, I've never met a, a more giving group of people. Because, mm-hmm. um, you know, the – the thing about like improv things is is like you invite everyone to your show and everyone invites everyone to your show and it's like blah, that's a lot of shit. <laughs> <laughs> but somehow, you know, uh, a lot of people from CDCC go to everyone else's shows, you know. Matt Damon, there's always a contingent preach is sold out every mm-hmm. goddamn Friday like and you know, Silly Point always has good representation. Um, I see people from um, CDCC come to Club Asia shows that don't have to. They just do it because they love us. Uh, and it's like, that's love. That's like the purest thing for me is just like, he's like, hey, I'm going to be late. But uh, this is Devin. So what's up, Devin? <laughs> <laughs> he was like, hey, I'm going to be super late. But, uh, you know, I'll show up for the last like five minutes. I was like, five minutes. Like, if you come in for like five minutes and that's pr- like, if you want to do it, do it, you know. And he ended up coming in for like, you know, 20 or whatever. But like, that's love. He didn't, he didn't have to leave his play and he's probably already tired of shit to hmm. just go watch a bunch of people fuck around on stage. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> but it's fun. It's supporting art, you know, mm-hmm. um, supporting our art specifically. Yeah. So, uh, I, I like Zach's rule. Um, he mentioned to me that he doesn't go to shows now unless there's 50%, um, people of color on the stage. That's a pretty good rule to live by, I think, you know, like if you really are about that life and you want that representation, then support shows that have that representation. Um, So don't go to improvise Shakespeare. (laughs) 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 Next week on Riff Rap Revolution, improvise Shakespeare, (laughs) takes the stage. It's like, oh shit. (laughs) So they don't have any performers of color, is that what you're saying? (laughs) Cast me, improvise Shakespeare, then we solve this problem. Damn. I know they don't have any women. They don't have any women. Cast a woman of color. You solve so many issues. That would turn the whole community upside down. They're like, who's this fucking shithead kid? I'm 28, all right? I have opinions. Uh, anyway, I'm sure they're great. <laughs> yeah. It's important to see diverse shows. Yeah. Okay. I've gotten to the point now Somewhat. where I, if I go to a show and I see an improv team that's all five or six white guys, mm-hmm. it's jarring to me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, same. <laughs> but yeah, at first it was like that's it was everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just being aware of it and being like, this is one voice basically about um yeah yeah Thanks. yeah how do you feel <laughs> <laughs> that's how i feel <laughs> um well um how do you so okay it's been a long week Woo! Okay, let's do this um, are you okay do we how how are you feeling outside of this podcast right now <laughs> we're here for you <laughs> it's not about me 
Look, I was describing the scene. I was describing the Titanic earlier. We can go off the rails on this podcast. It doesn't have to be about me. We can go. We often do. Ship. Get it off Off the the ship. ship. We can sink the ship. Let me check in with you guys. I'm I'm gonna do. I'm doing this. I'm doing this. I'm checking in with you. Um, Why was your week rough? Um, (laughs) I've been teaching a summer camp all week and last week. Got you. So it's just a lot of children. Mm, I got you. Can never do that. What about you? I'm checking in with you now. <laughs> I'm, I'm good. I I've just been trying not to get too upset about the whole children in detention mm. camp situation oh, yeah. that's going on. That's just infuriating. I think oh my that's god. That's also contributed to rough weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, a lot of problems. Here's a good shout out. Uh, go to <laughs> races. I think raises. Uh, R A I. CES, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's the one that raised $6 million today for stopping all the fucking bullshit um, concentration camps of kids, basically. Uh, Wikipedia also added... I saw this. Wikipedia added the detention centers to the list of concentration camps in the world. Ooh. So, bam. Wikipedia with the shade. Yep. Also, like, great, but can we stop doing Just like, that yeah. to the kids? Like... Uh, so yeah, please donate money. I'll be donating money. I encourage everyone to donate money to. Oh my god, I don't know. This is a nightmare. It's a nightmare scenario, honestly. Yeah, yeah. They're so. the ones doing the matching campaign too, right? They, yeah, they have a bunch of sponsors that yes. are matching donations. Yeah, that's I, that's why they got um, six million so fast. I, mm-hmm. There were several private donors that all donated at least two hundred fifty thousand dollars, and they matched all of it. Um, so if you have two hundred fifty thousand dollars, please donate. Yes. If you have five dollars, mm-hmm. please donate a dollar please donate um if you comment on this podcast or listen to this podcast or message me the amount that you donated i'll i'll match it up to up to a hundred dollars yeah i'll do that shit there we go here first first. (laughs) make sure he does that (laughs) i will do it i will do it but yeah, I'm gonna donate tonight because fuck this shit. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, so I annoying. Meant to anyway, um, <laughs> comedy podcast. <laughs> comedy podcast. <laughs> um, so, um, how in your own comedy, or maybe when you perform with Club Asia, or however, um, how do you feel like you incorporate your um, Asian American identity into your comedy? Um, if at all. I think for stand-up, I like to talk about, you know, I, my intro is always like, hi, I'm here to talk about Asians, like do Asian jokes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and it's, I think it's just something that I want to do personally. Um, so I, in my improv, it's, it's a little harder because unless you're, you have honest monologues or spoken word or, you know, like, I don't know, a, a rap break or poetry reading in the middle of your improv set, it's a little harder to, I think, inject, like, quote-unquote Asian-ness. But uh, the nice part about being Asian is that you can never not be Asian. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I think every... There's, like, a an article about, like, when Asians realize that they're Asian. And I think every Asian has that moment, you know, where you... I think you might you might operate in a space where it's like, oh, I'm just one of the people, you know, like people just see me as people. Um, it, it might be more prevalent for Cali Asians. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you know, Cali Asians are like, we're the default. It's cool. We own this state. <laughs> That's how I imagine Cali Asians. Cali Asians are like so carefree and they're just like, ha blue state, amazing. <laughs> um, no, there's, there's also um, massive issues with, um, the not being a monolith thing. So, like, in in the Cali Asian stereotype, it's like uh, Japanese, Chinese, Koreans, Taiwanese are like doing really well, and then like all of the jungle Asians are not. So, I'm doing really badly. Um, Mongolian, Cambodian, Hmong, Singaporean, Filipino. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, all your browner Asians not doing as well. <laughs> Um, so that's the monolith, which we're not a monolith. Disaggregate data. Uh, yeah, that shit. <sighs> uh, 
what fuck what else I do? oh but how do i represent that <laughs> um yeah I, you you always are no matter what you know mm-hmm. so i think that's why that's why it's hard when i see like people that are just playing in the stereotypes for like an easy money easy gain you know like um and you know everybody's gonna eat so it's it's hard it's hard to say like you know, like, oh, man, I wish you wouldn't do that. Or, like, I wish, like... Can you give an example of that? Uh, I, you know, I, I think for every, for every like, straight Asian man, like, Ken Jeong is, like, the the source of all evil, you know? Because um, he plays into stereotypes a ton. Um, and I, I used to be in that camp, but I also, like, I understand that, like, he is just him. And it's, it's fine. Like there's space for him. It's fine. Um, I think the more, the more Asians we have on stage, the lesser of the extent to which one Asian can like possibly damage a perception of all Asians, mm-hmm. you know? So if we just take over everything, then no one will have to worry about it. It's like, I don't know if everyone's Jackie Chan, then no one's Jackie Chan. <laughs> Jackie Chan, shout out Jackie Chan. That's deep. Wow. Wow. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I don't. Thanks. Um, Do you think the representations of Asians in in popular culture are changing now? Because yeah, Asian women are hypersexualized, and Asian men are usually the geeky sidekick. Or right, right, right. Uh, it's slow. It's so slow, but it's changing. Um, I, along with, I think every other Asian American in the world is very excited about crazy rich Asians. I am. Are you, are you excited about this? <laughs> I mean, I, yeah. Good. Sure. You better I'm be. Excited. You better be going. You better be. You better be going. <laughs> All right, good. <laughs> uh, yeah, I hope that it ushers in a new era for us. Um, I've been waiting for a movie like that and a chance like that for forever. Um, I auditioned. You did? Yeah. They had the open casting call, and I sent in a thing. And uh, that was a year or two ago when I – I think I was like three months into improv. So even my improv wasn't good, so my acting definitely couldn't have been good. <laughs> and I think if I go back and look at that reel, it's it's probably not very good. <laughs> but John Chu said that he looked at every single one. And he was very sorry that he couldn't cast everyone. And out of all of them, he swears that he saw at least 30 future stars. So this is a hair flip for anyone, that's, for anyone that's not watching the live feed. Hair flip. One of 30, baby. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I also read that he's going on record saying, well, he has this spreadsheet of Every talented Asian American actor working today yeah. since they auditioned for the movie. Yeah. So if Whoa. you know Hollywood producers are saying there are no ta- like Asian movie stars, you know, just call him. Which mm-hmm. you know, I'm ready. He has a spreadsheet. John, <laughs> hit me up. <laughs> I'm ready. Also, put me in Fast and Furious. <laughs> I can be Han's Side brother. Players. Han lives. Very different genres. All of them. Put me in all the... Oh, that's the thing. This is like, you know, like we need Asians in every genre. Mm. You know, Asian men, Asian women, every genre. Like that's that's how we kill it. That's how we change it because um, someone mentioned there was like all Asian cast and zero Kung Fu. And I was like, yes, oh my God, amazing, mind-blowing. Not that I don't love Crouching Tiger, but mind-blowing. Um... (laughs) Yeah, you know, it it's nice to see uh an Asian man as a lead and a romantic lead, uh an Asian woman that has like normal desires and wants and isn't like some eccentric weirdo with like one streak of purple hair because you know, <laughs> like uh have y'all seen that? Where it's it's like uh every Asian superhero or like girl oh, yeah. they all have like, it's like a, a blue streak or yeah something. it's like because they're rebellious yeah. Asians <laughs> <laughs> but also like side note I would love to dye you know I've dyed my hair red I had a red mohawk it was Whoa. sick wow. it was so cool I promise guys I'm not a loser 
I swear. Laura puts purple in her hair. Sometimes. That was one time. Uh, okay, one, that did. was one time. Uh, <laughs> I out. It was really cool. <laughs> See, it, it just it gives you an air of, of, of rebelliousness. You know? <laughs> like, I don't know who's a who's a really cool like young like. Uh, I was gonna say like. Well, I was thinking for myself, like Asian James Dean, like who would be an Asian James Dean? But also, I, I don't want to, I don't want to do that because then we're still centering it on like the white mm, ultimate. Yeah. Like, uh, there's another, yeah, there was another um, person, I forget who, that was mentioned. Like, it's it's so easy to say like in a group of people who's who's your Tom Cruise, you know, amongst some group of minorities. And everyone's like, oh, it's totally Tommy. Tommy is Tom Cruise. Er, Tommy. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, like, if, it's, if someone's like, oh, who's your who's your Jet Li? Who's your Jackie Chan? And then, you know, they're like, uh, I don't know. None of us can do karate. <laughs> 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 uh, but, you know, because no one looks at, at Jackie Chan as a as an idol. Except for me. <laughs> Shout out. Jack. And, and Jake. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I'm talking about, baby. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so last part is um, we like to do an improvised sketch. If you could um, satirize like how you feel underrepresented in the comedy community or like if you've ever felt marginalized for a certain reason or like. I don't in know. the comedy community specifically? Ye- uh, yeah. Or in life. Or in, in life. life. Okay. Yeah. We've done all any. No, no, it's cool. Everything. I I uh, I forgot about this for a hot second, but I definitely wanted to bring it up. Mm-hmm. Um, I was walking to ArcLight Theater last Thursday to watch The Incredibles two, which oh, oh my god, so good. <laughs> um, and the short is so good. You will cry so hard. Oh, so hard. Yes, so so hard. Uh, but uh, so I was walking into the theater. Uh, I was on Northern Clybourne, and uh, I walked past this group of white girls. They were busy talking to each other, and she said, I just can't date an Asian man. He's like, it's like dating a dolphin. And I was like, <laughs> I asked, like as I was walking by, yeah, I was like, what the fuck? So I turn around and I just stare at them, but they're too busy like being obnoxious and like basic and staring at each other and not... <laughs> Like realizing that like the person they like were just being racist to literally just walked by them as they were saying a racist comment, <laughs> uh, and then I was like, where have I heard that shit before? Because like it it came from somewhere. Because like I was like, she's not smart enough. Is <laughs> <laughs> it from Ali Wong? It's from Ali Wong, which is double fucked up because the whole premise of her calling an Asian man a dolphin is about how sexy he is. Yeah. Because he doesn't have any body hair and it's very, very odor free <laughs> and clean all the time and sexy. <laughs> and also because it's like, it's like when you look at like firefighter uh, fucking like pinup count, are, are they pinup counters for dudes? <laughs> Basically. Them dudes is waxed. They got waxed chests. You don't see like fucking forest out there, you know? Their chests are waxed. <laughs> the nipples are waxed. So anyway, double fucked up on her because she inverted something that was supposed to be empowering for Asian men. Yeah. So I'm all about sexy Asian men. You can be you can be as hairy or unhairy as you want, as long as you're Asian and you're sexy. So let's do a skit about sexy Asian men. What can we do with that? <laughs> Maybe he could be like the first Asian bachelor and we could be vying for the sexy bachelor's attention. Ooh, mm-hmm. I'm down. <laughs> <laughs> yes. yes. Yes, please feed my ego. Yeah. Yeah. Action. <laughs> this week on The Bachelor. Hey, ladies. Hello, Hi. Michael. You're looking very handsome tonight. Like a dolphin. Oh, thank yeah, you. I meant to say that uh, first. You definitely look like a dolphin and are very attractive. Oh, thank you. You guys have must have watched Ali Wong's recent stand-up, Baby Cobra. Yeah, I love it. I just love dolphins. What? That had nothing to do with Ali Wong. That's amazing. Yes. Uh, I 
identify as a dolphin. They're so intelligent and strong and virile. They're oh. also very free and swimmingly awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yes, once. So in that way, I feel like you're a dolphin. Ah, uh, yes. Let me tell you a story. One time I was in the Gulf of Mexico <gasps> and I caught a fish. Such a dolphin. Oh, such a dolphin move. Yeah. Yeah. Well, ladies, are we ready to go to Mariana's? Let's do it. Mm. Yes, let's. <laughs> burp, 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 burp. At Mariana's. Now we're at Mariana's. <laughs> Five minutes later. <clears throat> you know, Michael, I really like the ocean a lot and seaweed. Sometimes I eat seaweed chips. <laughs> Dolphins like seaweed. I have never seen her eat seaweed chips in the house. She is blatantly lying. I sometimes eat them. Sometimes. Uh, The front-facing aside to the home audience, uh, I'm not sure which of them I like more at this point. Um, As a a sexy, virile Asian man, uh, my diet consists mostly of Seaweed chips uh, and prawn, raw prawn, uh, and maybe a little kelp. Um, so right now, bachelorette number one is is really, really taking taking the lead. But uh, if bachelorette number two uh, mentions any form of uh, SoundCloud rap, I I might have to switch it up. Back to the show. Michael, would you would you rap for us right here in Mariano's in front of everyone? <laughs> Wouldn't you, would you just? <laughs> that would really just be, be swimmingly so, awesome. It would be so romantic, would, Michael. Would you serenade us? <laughs> it would be swimmingly awesome. <laughs> I'm I'm sorry, ladies. That was a. A past life. I. I'm not a part of that anymore. He's so free, like a dolphin. So free. And so humble. So humble. So humble. Ladies. I want to go home right now and make him some bow from scratch. Oh. Cut to Mount Everest. <laughs> Ladies, I brought you up here because one of us is staying at the edge of this mountain tonight with their new fiance, and one of you has to make the long journey down under cover of night. So, I'm sorry, Bachelor Rat number two. I have to give you this rose. <laughs> You've been knocked off of Mount Everest. Please grab your skis and begin the descent. Bye, Candace. Bye. Get out of here. This is so unfair. I don't even know how to ski. Seaweed chips for the win. Blackout. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and do it. <laughs> Woo! Yay! Yeah. Coming to TV <laughs> this fall. <laughs> do you want to plug um, your shows? Anything that's coming up? Yeah, I'd love to. Um, uh, I already mentioned the Watching Movies with the White Soft 4. That's July 14th at 10 at the crowd. Uh, we will be at uh, Talk Stories, which is an all-Asian storytelling and improv show uh, at the National Cambodian Museum on August 16th. I believe that is at 7. Um, and we will be at Bentwood Comedy Festival with you guys. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> uh, see, so culturally appropriate, but it's okay. I'm from, I'm from Memphis. It's okay. No, it's not. Um <laughs> I'm just about to like, goddamn. Um, 
yeah, we'll be at the Bentwood Comedy Festival 8-11, August 11th at 10 p.m. Opposite you guys. You're going to have to choose which show to mm, go to. Competition. <laughs> Come see Emotional Roller Coaster. August, August 11th. 11th. Ah! <laughs> go see them. The choice is yours. Wait. You're probably opening for a Herald team. That means you can... Oh, shit. We're both opening for Herald teams. We're somewhere at the same time. Damn it. I was going to say skip the Herald team, then come to our part. Ah! Uh. Damn it. Choose wisely. <laughs> Ooh. The choice is yours, listener. The choice is yours. All right. Cool. Well, thank you. <laughs> Thanks for coming on. Thank you, guys. Yeah. This has been a Neighbor Inc. podcast. Go to neighborinc.com for more details. Follow Riff Raff Revolution on social media at r underscore r underscore revolution because they couldn't get a more convenient handle. This episode was edited by Jacob Duffy Hallblythe and Dominic Guanzi. This episode was produced by Perry Hunt and Laura Leela. Tune in next week for an interview with Annalise Stoft. Bye! Bye! Bye. Talk to, um... <laughs> talk... No! <laughs> Don't put that in the bloopers, please! Oh, be- yeah! <laughs> nice. I hope this is, I hope this is like fully, just no edits whatsoever. The first 12 minutes of no the No edits. Um, tell us about Club Asia. (laughs) (laughs) Tell us.